thank you for turning me on. <laughs> it's not what you think. Or maybe it is. I am 2XL, the smartest toy robot in the world. Thank you for turning it on. Let's talk about the 1978 Mego 2XL. I can talk to you, and you push buttons to talk to me. Me, 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 me. Welcome to our demo now. Wanted to spend some time this week discussing the wonderful toys of the 1970s, and one of the coolest ones was made from a manufacturer called Mego. If Mego as a toy manufacturer is unfamiliar to you, you have a lifetime of wonderful stuff to find out about because they're at the level of like Kenner or Hasbro or Mattel. But Mego kind of owned the whole world. They made the coolest toys and I won't even go into detail right now to back up that claim. Either you know what I'm talking about or you don't and you have a lot of really cool stuff to find out about. I'll probably do other Mego-based episodes too, so why spoil it tonight? But just look up M-E-G-O, Mego. And the important thing I want to introduce you to is Mego made an amazing fake robot. Thank you for turning me on. I am 2XL, and together with my brains and your body, I'll present this program on exercise. That is uh, the 2XL. The 2XL first appeared in 1978, and it is an amazing fake robot that uses a wonderful technology with the crappiest fidelity called 8-track, an 8-track cassette. I went through a period of time where I was kind of interested in collecting 8-track tapes. 8-tracks are an immediately nostalgic format, and they are uh, pretty cool in terms of their invention, even though the fidelity is lousy and they break a lot. If you get into 8-track tapes, you kind of realize that they are, if you like lousy tapes, tape recording, <laughs> if you like tapes for lousy fidelity purposes, an 8-track tape is one of the uh, best lousy sounding formats. But what it really provided was portability during a time of records. And it's eight tracks, but each track is, a, is one half of a stereo track. So most eight track tapes are actually four sides. And I kind of love the idea of a four side record. And you'll find if you ever get into collecting just eight track cassettes, you'll find that it is broken up into one, two, three, four groups. And that's because the eight tracks are making up for four separate sides in stereo. That offers an interesting kind of amount of technology in that those four or eight tracks are being played concurrently too. So you can kind of move back and forth in between, you know, album one, two, three, or four because it's all one long spool of tape. And that spool of tape loops, which is different than a cassette, which stops. Like a regular cassette will go from beginning of side A and stop at side B, and then you'd have to flip it over. Or it would, if you had auto reverse, it would then begin backwards on side B. But an A track is a loop, which means that it will play forever. Side one, two, three, and four 
forever. Really neat. I am fairly sure eight tracks were available in cars before cassette drives were. And but one thing to consider is sides one, two, three, and four were playing concurrently. So it wouldn't play side one to side two to side three to side four. Side one would loop, side two would loop, side three and four would loop all at the same time. And so you would need to press them to switch between side one to side two to side three to side four. And we're going to talk about how that was used rather ingeniously in the 2XL in a moment. But that is one functional difference between cassettes and 8-track is that you can't listen from, you know, is you have to commit to a side. But you can also bounce back and forth between side one and three, side four and one, side two and three, etc. because they're all playing at the same time, just in different parts of that quarter inch tape in the 8-track cassette itself. And the ability to play endlessly, let's say, you know, you're uh, some sort of interstate driver, like you're a, a trucker. That's a nice stereotype that one could think of with your CB radio and your eight track player. You could just put in whatever kind of music you want and it would play endlessly. Very, very cool. So that's eight track tapes. They are wonderful physical objects too. It's not difficult to find an eight track tape on eBay or anything. If you've never held an eight track tape in your hands, they're pretty funny to, to hold on to because they, there's a lot of promise there in the eight track cassette when you hold it. So the eight track cassette was the robot delivery method for the 2XL. It was the program. And a lot of actual uh, programs themselves are on cassette. So it looked like a 1970s, 1980s era computer peripheral too. However, the robotic part of the Mego 2XL talking robot was the engineering of how to work with that tape. So with 8-tracks firmly explained, you are now an 8-track genius, according to what we've been able to tell you. Welcome to 8-track genius, and now you're going to become a 2XL genius tonight. And as all internet-based geniuses, there is a Wikipedia article that will allow you to become a 2XL genius. Here's the URL, wikipedia.org slash wiki slash two dash xl go there and you're going to become a 2xl genius with everybody we like to feature uh inventors on this show and tonight uh, part of that is a tribute to the 2xl inventor michael j freeman who is also a very very funny voice actor because the entire robot presentation of the 2xl robot was Michael J. Freeman's bizarre voice. And also, though, you can kind of tell he's a smart person. And if you ever played with 2XL, it was engaging with a very clever, kind of playful guy. Let's talk to you about how the 2XL worked. First, however, let's go to a, another part of the internet called the 2XL emulator. And so what makes this show very easy tonight is somebody is already... God love them, made a complete talking robot emulator that preserves all of the 2XL tapes into one very, very, very well-made website where you can play the tapes the exact same way that they were designed. And so let's just go, and that's just 2XLbot.com, 2XLbot.com. 
and the page is broken up into two pa two sides. Top oddly emphasizes the later era 2XL stuff with the tiger based ones, and we've got just reading them African Safari, all time top to topics, the sizzling scheme, which is a Batman one bunch of other stuff but if you scroll down below that you get beautiful large format eight track art for the original format of the 2xl and let's uh, pull up astronomy 2xl in space and so we're gonna pull that up and immediately you hear that amazing sound that uh that kind of crazy weird kind of uh synthesizer sound let's play it again and this would happen when you put the astronomy 2xl in space cassette into the 2xl and just would start playing this is walter kirk announcing for wbs the worldwide broadcasting network <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not Morgan Freeman's voice. I just picked one randomly. Uh, I, I'll go to a couple that I know well. Always enjoyed traffic and bicycle safety. Thank you for turning your robot on. I am Z2XL, and this program is entitled Bicycle and Traffic Safety. Okay, so you are a kid, and you just have gotten your 2XL toy. And you've put the 8-track the cassette. It's also probably the first 8-track cassette player you've been allowed to play with, which is its own excitement. And so you parents are like, okay, here, go crazy. I got you traffic and bicycle safety. You know? And so you put it in, it starts, and then you have four buttons. And one button says question or true. The other says A or yes, B or no. C or false. And so the way this works, those are four tracks. Think about the way the description of how for an eight track works. You could have possibly done eight answers because I don't think this needs to be in stereo, but maybe there was some technology with the, I don't know if there's ever been an eight sided eight track. I could look that up right now, but let's go through the, Hey, Hey Bob, come on over. I got traffic and bike safety on my 2XL. I will be right over. That sounds like a great night. I'll bring some soda. Or traffic and bicycle safety. There are two programs on this tape in my belly. If you would like to hear the first program, push A. Okay, so this is actually where it becomes very fun because you have to kind of participate in the illusion with the 2XL. Think about modern interactive media. They don't require you to be syncopated with a question. You know, it might be like, if you want this, press A or B. But if you're off in time, you will ruin the whole work here because you need to actually press A or B when he says so, and that will complete the illusion of this being an interactive robot by moving over into another track on the eight track. So it can kind of be fun to ignore him. If you would prefer to hear the second program, push B, please push. A or B now. All right, so then the electronic music starts playing, and you're supposed to make a selection at that time. We'll just let it play out for a moment. You have not followed instructions, so I will decide to play program one. 
All right, so do you understand how that worked? Basically, we'll back it up. We could have gone into program two, but it's in program one right now. So without making a choice, you are basically just staying in program one. And that's what has happened with, uh, with the 2XL. By pressing B, you would switch into the second program. And we can do that right now. Let's uh, so let's back it up a little bit in this beautifully made 2xlbot.com emulator. Program push A. If you would prefer to hear the second program, push B. Okay, we're well, now we're gonna do push it. A or B now. All right, we pressing. We just press B. Thanks a heap. I now know you want to hear program number two. Okay, that's because we press the button and that is just an amazing little illusion trick can you imagine being a kid or a person listening to this in uh whatever decade we're in right now now we're in program two for bicycle safety for these next few questions only use buttons b and c to answer okay that introduces a desire to hack with it and go to back to button a but if you do that you're going to be stuck in by in the uh the first version so it's basically now limiting just that interaction to tracks three and four moving forward in the first option you would have tracks one and two to do sort of this choose your adventure it's very smart in the way it's designed. I don't know how marvelous that sounds to somebody who doesn't think about the mechanical components of this, but I just love it. What a smart toy. Okay, question one. Here we go. The best way to conserve body heat on a cold day, especially if you're on a bicycle trip. <laughs> With my last week, I'm going to, I believe in that one. Or just taking a long walk is B. Wear two pairs of socks, or C, wear a hat. Okay, two pairs of socks, you press the B button, or C, wear a hat. I, uh, I just don't know. I'm going to let him play it out. So he's going to stay right now in track three, right? But it can be to either move into track four by saying a hat. But let's stay in track A, or track B, or track three, sorry, and just stick with socks. Answer B or C now. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Socks or hat? Socks or hat? Listen to that great electronic Socks music. is not the right answer. Damn I it. I am sorry, but I must admit you are wrong. Okay. I bet you didn't know that almost 60%, that's more than half, of all the heat in your body escapes through your head. Okay, so that's, isn't that cool? Okay, so basically, had I chosen C, so I'll back it up a little bit. Day, especially if you're on a bicycle trip, B. Wear two pairs of socks. Or C, wear a hat. Now... We're going to pick C. We pick C. Holy schmackerellies. I must admit, you are right. Hat is the correct answer. I bet you didn't know that almost 60%, that's more than half, Okay, so that was the 2XL. Holy schmacker, was that holy schmackerolies? So you can go to 2XLbot.com and just let a various track play. And hear the very simple design of this, that it was just four concurrent uh, programs that were just time-based on press this na this or that now, and you'll it'll switch into one of two tracks. And it's just very smart. And it was pretty successful. Uh, in sort of the way that they talk about other 1970s or 1980s uh, inventions, 
for kids. There's a disc that just comes with a 2SL or a cassette. And let's look for it. Here we go. This is the demonstration cassette that would arrive with the 2XL when you got it. So your parents have given you this wonderful looking toy. And I got to tell you just the design of the toy itself, it should be preview image on this on this episode. Just look at it. It's so wonderful looking. But here is the cassette that would come with it. Thank you for turning me on. I am 2XL, the smartest toy robot in the world. And if you don't believe me, just come a little closer and I'll challenge your human brain with my electronic brain. I can talk to you and you push buttons to talk to me. All you have to remember is to push buttons only after I say the word now. <laughs> so then, yeah, so you can go to the website and see the demonstration program cassette that has that. Really, really neat. Really, really neat. Uh, then there's also sort of stuff that hasn't aged very well just because of what it's called. Here's a couple of them. Um, where's adult fantasy? Uh, adult games and puzzles. Very funny. Ah, <laughs> pardon me. It's not adult fantasies. It's pre preschool fantasies. Thank you for turning me on. I am 2XL. And this program is called Preschool Facts and Fantasies. I will ask you questions, <laughs> riddle. Preschool Facts and Fantasies. I can't remember my any uh, preschool fantasies that I had, but maybe uh, 2XL here will let me know. And we will even play games. You will probably need a grown-up to help you work with me. Oh man, that is totally, you're not allowed to do that anymore. There are two programs on the tape in my belly. One for children who cannot read, and one for children who can read. <laughs> I know that learning is a uh, is something that you don't that you take on in different times, but this is uh, this should have been just called illiterate child <laughs> fantasies. <laughs> Uh, so it sounds really fun. Listen carefully. If you would like to hear the program for children who cannot read, push A. Illiterate kids. Hey, dumb kid, you can't read anything. Press A. However, you don't know what an A is yet. So that kind of is a problem. If you would like to hear the program for children who can read, push B. Please push. Okay, so now if you you're you're a two XL genius at this point. So if you're a dumb kid and you don't know what the A is, uh, you know that what's going to happen if you don't press a button. You're in the A track. It's just going to continue to play. But if you're a smart kid, you need to press B right now. But let's just hear the dumb kids. Uh, let's just look at it stupidly. I'm a I'm an illiterate kid, and I just want to hear some illiterate kid facts and fantasies. A or B now i don't know i don't know what's what's an a where's a b what's an a what's a b i can't read mom you dumb kid you are confused you have pushed the question button just wait and i will play for you the program for children who can read do nothing just wait oh funny okay so that actually started in track one for question and so you needed to go to track two or b two or three for a or b so let's go back and let's pick. two programs on the tape in my belly <laughs> one for children who cannot read that's again one yes. for children who can read we're gonna be we can't read we're gonna pick a 
If you would like to hear the program for children who cannot read, it's gonna be us. A. Here we go. If you would like. Here we go. Here we go. Push B. We just Please did it. Push A or B now. Okay, we're pressing B or A. 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 Can't read. Here it goes. Nicely matched, by the way, is the computer sound of thinking. That really nice sample and hold uh, beeping continues on all of the tracks at that moment. So if you pressed A or B prematurely, you still hear the processing quote unquote sounds. So that's really neat. I now know you want to hear the program for children who cannot read. <laughs> Fully aware of, of how difficult it is to learn to read. And that's still funny. I have two instructions for you. One, you must have in front of you the little blue booklet that comes with this program. You know, the booklet you can't read. You might be a colorblind, illiterate kid, and that becomes even more complicated. And Mom, what's the blue booklet? Two, please choose answers only after I say the word now. Okay, so it goes through, and so you understand the way the 2XL works. It's really neat. So. There's a couple things I want to do with the 2XL this week. And as impressed as I am with the 2XL's intelligent design, it really is very, very cool. And I, I don't even want to consider how complicated, how complicated a, a lot of the programming went on that because you have to probably record at specific lengths of time to match too. So his, uh, the scripts had to be really considered. I'm moving some stuff around while we're talking because what I'm going to do now is we're going to run the 2XL audio through a vocoder. And vocoders you were introduced to last week with Bruce with Bruce Hack, who created his own who created his own ah, pardon me, who created his own vocoders. And you can get a variety of vocoders today. Uh, the first vocoder I ever got introduced to was on a Korg micro Korg, and that's a great introductory synthesizer for a number of things. And it has kind of a flat vocoder. It's, it's very cool, but it introduces you to the idea of what a vocoder is, which basically, and it's a digital vocoder as well. So it's polyphonic and really wonderful you just sort of talk into it and it can vocode anything you do you uh, speak into the microphone and it turns your voice into a robot there are famous versions of the vocoder uh the battlestar galactica cylon is not just a vocoder some people have tried to figure out exactly what's going on with that but the sound of his voice is close enough to oh that's a vocoder it's almost iconic even though it's not just a vocoder but it's a good reference. Robots, in general, are good references for vocoders. Here's my best three vocoder rundown. Two of them cost four to $5,000, and one costs $10. There are a number of analog vocoders that cost four or $5,000. Moog just reissued one for about that money. And then there's a really cool one from GRP called the V22. That is brand new and costs about four grand as well. And analog vocoders offer you a lot of fixed filtering and separate band outputs for each envelope and a bunch of other stuff that may or may not be important to you. You might just want to make robot voices. 
And oddly, those are the two best vocoders in existence right now. And then the next one, in my experience, is a iPad app called Matrix Vocoder. And it is 10 bucks, if that. I don't even know how much it costs, but it's really cool. And so the one thing that I think is missing from 2XL is an actual vocoded voice. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to send this through so uh, I can either spend four or five grand for a vocoder or I can get a camera connection kit from my iPad and connect it to a laptop here through an interface and send audio into that. And here, let's hear the demo now through a vocoder, through the Matrix vocoder, which is a wonderful app. I might not have... Oh, there we go. Which of these three words do you think is the most common in the English language? I will give you three choices, and you will use the A, B, or C button to... Alright, cool. I or C, the word and. Please answer A, B, or C now. Okay, let's find the perfect robot voice. I think the roboter will actually do it. Let's hear it. There we go. Listen to this. Okay, listen. Okay, that's a uh, that's the uh, that's a matrix vocoder, and so I'm going to actually play a little bit with. I'm going to let the 2XL just talk through it. And you have a lot of really great customizations with this. You've got a keyboard, then you've got a variety of uh, virtual knobs here. You have pitch, formant, which is the sort of sound or tone of the voice, the UV noise, the mix of the two. You have output gain as well. Then you have pitch fine, detune, density, width, noise gate, monoglide, pitch bend, all these really cool things. So I'm just going to let the demonstration program play through and then I'm going to modify some of those settings and we'll try and get a pretty good 2XL voice. People enjoy talking about themselves. By the way, do you know what hippopotamuses have that no other animals have? Maybe hippopotamuses. I'm sorry, but robots and hippopotamuses think that is a funny joke. Getting back to business here. Do you think this story is true or false? Wow, there we go. The Vice President of the United States once killed the Secretary of the United States Treasury in a duel. Please answer true or false now. That sounds, that sounds really good. Okay, so now we can uh, go and we can play it with the keyboard. Since you have pushed Q, I will inform you that the correct answer to this question was true. You may be interested to know that on July 11th, 1804, Vice President Aaron Burr and Secretary Alexander Hamilton got into the wet argument and challenged each other to a duel. When the duel was over, Aaron Burr killed Alexander Hamilton, and I guess you could say argument was settled. Question number three. This is a question from my science fiction program. Listen carefully. If you would prefer an easy question about Star Trek, push A. If you would prefer a... <laughs> okay, we don't want a question about Star Trek. Who cares about that? I love Star Trek, but I just want something more generic. So we have program now, and I can give you these settings. 
about 50% formant, 100% dry mix with an output gain of 8 decibels. We have a pitch fine that we added 26.74 and we added 10 density and 64% width. Then to get sort of that fuzzy grit, I added a noise gate there at negative 45.5 decibels and a mono glide at 15.6 milliseconds and a pitch bend of plus or minus pitch bend. If you're in a matrix vocoder, you'll see those. And let's pull up Storyland. Seems like it might be kind of fun. Thank you for turning me on. I am to excel, and I am very busy right now. I am dusting and polishing all of my transistors and buttons. I hate to clean, but I guess it is necessary. Okay, so I was actually moving my, uh, my, I was moving a bunch of notes around there. You could also send a sequencer into this because it accepts MIDI, and that would be a really cool way to do this. But what I wanted to do... I would just like to say good things on small packages. Yes, I am to excel. Can you prove you are to excel? I cannot give you this package. I am sure you are to excel. Since 2XL is supposed to be smart, I'll ask you a question. If you get it right, I'll know it is you 2XL. If you get it wrong, All right. Very cool. Okay, so the next part of the demo that I want to do, I want to pause with this. So I want to set up some of the synthesizers in the room and return to some of the Bruce Hack melodies that we scanned into MIDI from last week because I think we're going to make a 2XL and a Bruce Hack song. And that'll be pretty cool. So it uh, won't be Bruce Hack singing, it'll be... Buttons are like, you will use these buttons to answer questions. Only push buttons when I say the word now. The word <laughs> now is your... Call. Maybe the talking calculator and number game would be a good Bruce Hack track. <laughs> As you know, I'm to excel, and I am glad to speak to you again. This program is called Talking Calculator, and it comes with a green booklet and a card to relabel my buttons. Do not, I repeat, do not relabel my buttons yet. You must push button C for me. Now. Ah, that's fun. Kind of falling into that. Okay, so that it. So we're going to use him as the vocoder voice, and now let's go to part two of this demo, which will be on this same track, where we'll also just sort of go through some of the Bruce Hack melodies the last week and play them into a variety of equipment, and see how much envelope noise and other and filtering and other sorts of note triggering attributes of synthesizers affects what was a really bright sounding bunch of notes. And I think we have the components for a pretty fun track here, 2XL with Bruce Hack, together finally. I want you to relabel my buttons with the card that came with this tape. Relabel. <laughs> I want you to relabel my buttons with the cards that came with this tape. And please follow instructions for this program. So here is another chance. I'm so happy to be vocoding him finally. That's really cool. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> 